No, most importantly, we should start this while you're eating. What are you eating? Oh, excuse me. I shouldn't eat while I'm podcasting. Um, Answer the question, Scott. Uh, just uh, some crackers. Just some crackers? Yeah, just some crackers. Just having, like, some standard saltines? No, like, uh, a couple graham crackers. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess guess those are crackers, right? I mean, crackers, yes, they are crackers. Like, when you, like, yeah, when I say cracker, I, I imagine, like, a, yeah, like a standard saltine type thing. But graham crackers are a little bit, I guess... They have more of that sweet. I when I think mm-hmm. of a cracker, I generally don't think of sweet, but maybe I'm wrong. Hmm. Yeah, I I, I usually think of a saltine type. You're gonna crumble it up and put it in your soup. Hmm. I might have some soup for lunch, so maybe I'll do that. You're gonna. It's a hot summer day. Somewhat. I don't. Under, okay. Are you one of those weird people who thinks that like the temperature outside dictates the temperature of the food that you're gonna eat? Uh, it depends on the atmosphere in which I am eating it. Okay. Like if I'm going to if I'm going to say eat outside or my apartment is really hot. Okay. Like if if I'm being too stubborn to turn on my air conditioner and it's 85 degrees, I'm not going to then have a thing of hot soup to eat, like piping hot soup. Uh, but for the most part, honestly, almost all of my meals are warm unless they are say a sandwich. And even my sandwiches, I tend to heat up. Like sometimes I'll go to the local ice cream parlor, mm. and I instead of get, in the summer, instead of getting ice cream, I'll ask for a hot chocolate. It's like, how can you drink hot chocolate in the summer? It's like, people drink coffee in the summer. And they're like, oh, there's iced coffee. I just don't understand. I'm not saying you're... It's pet peeve, shall we say. Of uh, I, I, I do not eat hot chocolate in the summer. Drink hot chocolate in the summer. Man, if I could eat hot chocolate... Mm, I think that would just be like a chocolate bar, wouldn't it? It. But a hot chocolate bar is just melted chocolate. Which I guess you're eating if it's melted. Yeah. You're, you're consuming it. Yeah. You're, you're just slathering it over your pores you're, and you're waiting for it to be absorbed. <laughs> you're putting the chocolate into your body. Right. By hook or by crook. Right, yeah. I got, I'm going for that chocolate bod. Mm. Mm, happy Saturday. Yeah. Happy, is it the 7th or the 8th? It's the 8th. It is the 8th. So you got to say ha- happy 7-7. Seven, 7-7-17. Seven. Seven, seven, yeah, that was yeah. yesterday. Well, happy, the, the, the MSMRE... Uh, Holiday, July Wait, the seventh, seventy-seven. Oh, right. Of course. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, how was um, how was your seven-seven? Uh I cut I cut a lock off the locker with bolt cutters. That felt great. I felt really empowered to <laughs> to shatter a, a master lock padlock with bolt cutters. Um, this why'd was, you do that? Sorry. What, oh, why'd, why'd you have to do that? Yeah. Yeah, the there there is a basement that I need to get pretty regular access to for some things that I do for work, and uh, there's been a padlock combination lock that has not been the most reliable, um, which is weird because I've never thought of like say a stand like when you think of a a master lock that you're putting on a say a gym locker or something like that. It's it's that kind of lock. Um, is it and, a combo lock or yeah, it's a combination lock? Okay, like. Like, you twist it to the right for the first one, you twist it to the left, and you skip the number for the second number, then right, you yeah, put okay. it... Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, a few days ago, this just stopped working. Okay. Um, someone someone called me saying, hey, what's the combination? Did anything change? And I'm thinking, well, this person's doesn't know how to open locks. This person does not know how combination locks work. 
I um, I even went so far as to take I I still have my first combination lock that I needed for like elementary school gym in the third or fourth grade. So easily so easily a push in twenty year lock. Um, I have that in my desk. So when I got back, I'm like, wait, am I giving the right instructions for how to open a combination lock? And I took this like 20 year old lock open and got it on the first try, one handed, not an issue. So I'm like, all right, this guy just doesn't know how to open a lock. Uh, sure, sugar. The next day, I get there, uh, I go to unlock it and be, and be like, yeah, this guy does doesn't know what he's talking about, and it does not work. Oh, jeez. So uh, we needed to gain access to this locker. We were gonna get some help from the building administrative administrative staff who were not around, so we just went to a hardware store, got some bolt cutters, and uh, I fucked that lock up real good. Wow. Yeah. What's in the locker? Ah, uh, I can't disclose that. Oh, okay, yeah. S- sensitive information that needs to be kept under a, under a lock. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I have tons of that. I have locks. I got locks everywhere. I, I, I lock up doors constantly. <laughs> I lock so many things, you wouldn't believe it. Uh, I no, got, it, it, I got locks for my locks. Yeah, it, it's a lot of equipment for the things that I do and the uh, the events that I work, things like that. Gotcha. Do you put yeah. locks on your bagels? I do. Okay. All right. I do. Um, I'm, I'm guessing you're not. The spread. No, no I, I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I at first I was like, wait, am I putting? It took about a half second for me to get it. It was very, take, cl- it was very yeah. clever, Scott. It you, almost went you. over my head. Thank you. Uh, you could take like a kryptonite or like a bike U-lock and probably put that through a bagel. That that actually, now, <laughs> now that I'm p- mm. thinking of that, do that and then just like leave it somewhere. <laughs> like, look, there's locks on that bagel. Oh man, yeah, I, 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 I kill me. I'm no. Now I'm think. The more I think about it, the more the the. Uh, I may have to go get a bagel tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go get a bagel and a U-lock. I gotta go to... I, I gotta go get a bagel to make a joke. No, I have the... You know I lost the key to my kryptonite U-lock. Really? Maybe two, three weeks ago. Did you have it registered? I did not. Yeah, because they'll send you new ones if you register. So I... So I emailed them where I filed a ticket like two or three weeks ago saying, Hey, not sure if I registered, but I lost uh, I lost this lock. Yep, um, yep. They also have kryptonite. Actually, if you don't register, they have a replacement program. Oh, okay. Where you send in the old lock and like you know a money order for whatever per lock. Okay. And um, and they'll just send you a new one. Is that cheaper than just buying a new lock? It is about. Uh, I thought it was about the same amount because I remember paying about sixty bucks for my kryptonite U lock. Yep. Uh, and and this is the ready the New York forget about it. Oh yeah, I'm familiar. U-lock. Yeah, it's a great. It's a real good looking. Uh, actually, if you went to say thewirecutter.com, mm-hmm. it's the step up pick. Oh. Um, and I've used it. I bought it five years ago, four okay. years ago. It's a good lock. All when, right. When when you have the key for it. Yeah. Um. When you don't forget about the key at home. Yeah. So I saw it was fifty bucks to replace. I think. Right. And I go fifty bucks. I'm just gonna buy a new one. Right. Um. And then I go and they are now one hundred dollars. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. I guess um, melon this lock-in. Okay. Which I imagine the shipping cost is going to be pretty expensive since that is a heavy lock. It's he- it is. It's hefty. Yeah. What kind of bike are you riding? I'm riding a... <laughs> I'm riding a fixed gear, uh, front brake only, uh, Bianchi. Okay, alright. Where'd yeah. you get that? Uh, I bought it from a friend last spring who was no longer... Um, he was like, I just don't ride my bike anymore and I need to I need someone to use this. Oh, all right. He was, like, 
he was go go he was gonna sell it, and then um, and then I said, oh, I could use a bike, and it was right when I started working in the city again. Right. So the idea was for me to start commuting to and from uh, my office, which I never did, but now I, this summer I've or spring I've finally gotten on the bike a lot more. Right. Um, but it, I, you know, I saw it's like uh, it's just it's a it's a fixed gear. I can't even like not pedal when I don't want to ride this bike. It's only got a front brake on it. And I'm like, well, and I'm talking to him about it. He goes, yeah, you know, you can get a, you can get a slip disc differential or some crap like that. It's like 20, $25. Uh, I'll help you put it on. A rear brake is pretty easy. Like you can get a very nice bike for maybe an extra $40 of work. Right. Okay. And I'm thinking in the back of my head, like maybe I'll put a few gears on it, things like that. It does the, the frame itself was equipped to, to do that. Right, yeah. um, but I bought it at my, or I picked it up from my friend down in Sunset Park, Brooklyn, which is about 10 miles away from where I live. Um, I biked it back, and by the end of that hour and a half, I'm like, I'm going to bother. This bike's great. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, now I, while I do worry about going ass over tea kettle for jamming on the front brake a little too often. Right, right. Um, which I've never even come close to. I have had no issues with it. Hmm. I enjoy it a great deal. I've become one of those people. All right, good. I, yeah. All right. Yeah, I um. Yeah, I feel like um. I don't know. Is is it? I've never ridden a fixed gear. Is it? Is it weird with the? Uh, with the always needing to pedal pedal kind of. It's jam? it's not. Um. So at first the so the pedals themselves have um. They're they're not ones where you need biking shoes to lock in or anything like that. Yeah, but yeah. they've got big. Uh, they got big floppy straps. That you that you put your feet underneath, which I actually love a big ends up floppy strap. Let yeah, me tell which you. I usually use. Put one foot in that way. I have one foot for free in case I need to like stop and break my not break my fall, but like if I need to lean the bike to one side while I'm waiting yeah, at yeah. a light or something of the of the like. Um, but it also makes it a lot easier to backpedal and sort of reverse the the force going into the wheel to slow yourself down without hitting a brake. Right, reverse the pressure like the figure four leg lock. Exactly like right. the figure four leg okay. lock. Okay, yeah, I got it. Yeah, that makes sense. I need to... Oh man, reversing the pressure on a figure four leg lock is one of the... It is one of my favorite, this does not make sense in the real world, but wrestling logic, just go with it kind of things. So when I uh, when I first started watching wrestling, and I saw that, and then everybody got, you know, the announcers got excited when they, you know, when he flipped it over, he's reversing the pressure. I remember, like... They said it with such enthusiasm, and everybody just seemed to go along with it. I was like, I, I get, would that work? And I'm trying to like, You're like this just like, looks like it hurts both people. <laughs> I was like, this, I was like, I don't, I don't know about this. Um, and uh, yeah, for a while, I, I guess I don't want to say, I, I, yeah, I guess they are trying to deceive me, right? Yeah, yes. okay, so yeah, okay, yeah, so they got me for for yeah. a while before I was like, no, there's no way, there, there, there's no way. Well, it all, I mean. If you're if you're looking at wrestling physics and mechanics, uh, right. there there are plenty of cases in which they are you just have like there's some conceit like you're you're suspending your disbelief, right? Right, of and, course. And I think consistency actually, like say you know if you reverse a figure four leg lock, it always hurts the person that applied it, and it's harder for them to break the hold because their legs are all tangled up and upside down. Right, that's um, true. That kind of stuff is really easy to believe. Like uh, honestly. If you if you threw someone into the ropes, they don't just bounce off and keep running forever. Right. No, that's true. Like the no. ropes, the ropes are not in fact very tight rubber bands. Right. Yeah. No. There there is a sort of internal consistent logic to the reversal of the figure four leg lock. But to that point, why wouldn't you just it, if it hurts so much worse and it's harder to get out of 
upside down, why wouldn't you just do it that way to begin with? Or I guess you can't bend your legs that way. You have to roll right, over. Right. Okay. So for you to put the other person into into that maneuver, because when you're doing a actually no, because when you're doing a figure four leg lock, your legs are straight. Right. The other person. Mm, mm, all right. I think you may have may have a point here. You bested right. me. You've you've ruined wrestling. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's finally it's finally been exposed. Shut That's it all it. down. Shut it. Shut it down, guys. You know, Turn it off for pay per view Sunday, Joe. Yeah, sorry. It's it's over. Somebody. Oh man. Somebody broke kayfabe on the figure four. We gotta we gotta get. Somebody gotta, figured out the trick to the figure four leg lock. Geez. All of wrestling is canceled. Oh man, Wait, is there a pay per view Sunday? Uh, WWE Great Balls of Fire. The oh, is that event. Sunday? Oh my god. What's the uh, what's the headline? What's the main event? It is Brock Lesnar versus one Samoa Joe. Re- oh wow, okay. Who uh, who you got? Um, Brock Lesnar is definitely going to win. Yeah, okay. But it Lesner has been is it universal has been, champ right he now. He is. Okay. Yeah, but the um, the actual feud between like the rivalry between the two of them for the last month or so has been some of the best stuff on WWE TV in mm, couple years easily. Okay. Is and, and it's only and, sorry. Is is Lesnar showing up on Raw? Like, on uh, he's been there the last two or three weeks, and when he's not, um, when he's not there, Paul Heyman's there. Uh, there was a great case in which Joe put Lesnar in the Kakina clutch, oh, yeah. and Lesnar's entire face looked like it was on fire. Okay, he looked like he ate something very spicy. Oh boy, it was great. Um, but yeah, every every time those, I'm sure. <sighs> So it's it's probably been four weeks since the last pay per view event in which there was a fatal five way to determine the number one contender. I so I watched that pay per view. Um, yeah. And I went to bed before the main event. I was like, I'm. Too tired. Oh, that's sh- you know what I can't blame you. That show was garbage. <laughs> uh, was that Money in the Bank? Yeah, no. It was Money in the- no, yeah. Money in the Bank was the SmackDown show. It was. Uh, hmm. I can't remember the pay- the Raw pay per view before Great Balls of Fire. Was it Night of Champions? Was it... No, it wasn't Night of Champions. When, yeah, when? Googling this. Live Googling on the show. Uh, while, while you're doing that... Uh, extreme WWE, rules. Extreme rules, okay. Nothing more extreme than a Fatal Five-Way. Okay, never mind then. I went to bed before the uh, Fatal Five-Way in uh, Money in the Bank with Baron Corbin one. Oh, that's... the one I went to sleep before. That's fine. That whole show was also not good. And that match, uh, lackluster. Yeah. Um, did I watch Extreme Rules? I don't know that I did. Extreme Rules was a pretty bad show. The main event was a five-way with uh, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, uh, obviously Samoa Joe, and two other guys that whose names are escaping me because so much wrestling has happened between then and now that I can't remember. It's only been a month and a half. Oh, wait, no, I'm looking at the lineup here. I think I did watch uh, Extreme Rules. I remember you asking me about it. As it was right, happening, right, and okay, I'm pretty yeah. sure I wasn't watching it. Yeah, this had uh, Cesaro and Sheamus defeating the Hardy Boys uh, by escaping the cage, and I said, "Why would Jeff get to the top of the cage and then jump back in?" Uh, yeah, he was like, he basically had the match won. He just had to like climb over and that, leave the that's cage. the kind of thing that is unbelievable in wrestling conceits. It's like, nope, you lost me. I can't I can't handle this. Yeah, I mean, I know Jeff Hardy's thing is like, I like to jump off high stuff, but he jumped in. He basically, like, Cesar and Sheamus were dead, but he was also dead. Um, 
Yeah. Ac- actually dead. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. I remember that show. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. All right. Great. I'm all caught up now. I didn't know that was um, Great Balls of Fire was tomorrow. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. The I, like back to back. Well, not really back to back, but like every what is it? It's like every two three weeks now. Uh, I'll call the, them the schedule. The split ba- the split brand network events. Mm-hmm. It's too much. It's a lot. I. It, it's a case where when there when it's maybe every four weeks or even even every three weeks, um, I can usually set aside some time on my Sunday evening to watch it. And if I don't watch it right live there, and I find out half the show is trash, I'm like, oh whatever, I'll just I'll watch. I'll watch. Oh, I heard the opening match was good, and there's a yeah, I'll end up watching the whole thing, you know. And I just won't pay right, attention right. for a couple of things. But when they're every, it's it's one of those cases where once you skip one of them, it becomes a lot easier to skip another one. Right. Um, much yeah, much like breaking a streak, you know, breaking a streak or something like that. It's it's way harder to get back into it if you if you don't jump right on top of it. I mean, I'm looking at so we got Great Balls of Fire tomorrow, yes. and then two weeks after that, two weeks yes. is Battleground. That's correct. And, and then there's nothing scheduled for a month till SummerSlam, and then unless oh. they. Also keep in mind that on on weeks in which there is a a live show, um, there is three hours of wrestling plus a pre-show on Sunday, three hours of first-run show uh, television on Monday, and then two hours of first-run television on Tuesday. Yeah, it's a lot. I remember. I don't know if it was last year or it might have been twenty fifteen. Uh, what was the year that? Uh, what, um, what was the year that uh, Fastlane? Was the first uh, uh, came around debuted? It was the one where Daniel Bryan was kind of. Uh, uh, it was uh, Bryan came back and he was kind of, I guess, working heel against Reigns to say, "Oh no, I need a shot at the title." Do you remember this little feud that they had? That would have been 2015. Yeah, and I remember then they had Fastlane, and then they had another pay per view like three weeks later, and then I feel like it wasn't an actual pay per view, but it was like a network. It was a pay per view, but they only broadcasted on the network. If I'm remembering this correctly. Ah, uh, yeah, they, they the first year of the network, they had a couple of things where they uh, broadcasted. They broadcast house shows. Um, no, are are you thinking of? Because there was definitely a. It was initially called Roadblock because it was the road like. After Fastlane, there was a roadblock on the road right. to WrestleMania. Okay, yeah, I think uh, that, that might that be That first it. one was last year, but then at the end of the year, they also had a show that they called Roadblock, The End of the Line. Okay, no, I'm, I, I just remember that within like a five or six week period, there were like three pay-per-views. And I actually, I was like, oh, I, I kind of like the faster pace because I don't really watch the weekly stuff, but it was mm-hmm. nice to see. It was nice to like every couple of weeks. But I think the difference there was they were all kind of following the same storyline. With this, it's like, I mean, I, I don't know. Every two weeks, and then it's like, okay, what? Every two weeks, I'm thinking, what happened a month ago uh, in the last like major pay per view for for yep. this brand? Uh, instead of like, oh, cool, this is a really cool build, and then two weeks later we'll have like another match. I feel like it's just like it's more it's more mentally taxing than I have uh, the energy for. Especially, I mean, the trade off to keep myself up to date would just be to devote more time and energy watching weekly wrestling shows, which I don't have right now. Hmm. Mm, you have a couple of other related to our talk last week about uh, making time for things you enjoy. You have a couple hobbies you can cut loose. Yeah, no, you well, can uh, let them go. Was, uh, you went on a bike yeah. ride. You went on a bike ride earlier today. You don't need yeah, to do that. I don't need to. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I, I mean, I could, I could. I, for a while, I, I was well. Watching them live is kind of a, a pain in the butt anyway because I have to stream it and USA's app is terrible and I have to airplay it to the TV. It's just it's not a great experience. Sure. 
watching the recaps on Hulu was pretty good. Um, but yeah, I, I generally like. L- let me look. At, let me look at my calendar here. My busy uh, social life. My Monday evenings are pretty booked. Tuesdays are booked. Wednesdays not booked for me, uh, but my roommate slash wife uh, <laughs> has something going on. And then Thursdays, every other Thursday, is booked. I could, though, now that I'm not working Fridays, I could just wake up at 7 in the morning, uh, get some raw in my veins uh, before breakfast, eat breakfast, and then, uh, you know, get uh, pound Smackdown before lunchtime. I, I, I guess there's enough hours before noon on Friday to do all that. It's, yeah, we, weeks where there's more than the general. And I, I very rarely watch both first run shows um in in particular um i usually get home on tuesdays right after smackdown ends and having it on dvr it's pretty easy for me to go oh i i heard there are these two things that i need to watch um or that that i personally will definitely enjoy so i'll just go back and dvr through that and also the two the two hour show like if you're skipping a couple things that you know you're not interested in you're going through commercial breaks and like don't bother watching intros you can get through it in an hour right um I'm also broken as a person, so I don't suggest this manner of living. Like broken? Uh, is this a wrestling reference, or you're it's, right, okay? No, it, it, it it's Are not a direct clever? wrestling re- oh, okay. reference. It means the fact that I will fall, like this is not an average. You should you, you should not feel like to be a true fan. You need to like sacrifice a bunch of time to do other things. I got you. Okay. I watched I watched eight hours of of non WWE wrestling last week. Um, because New Japan did their first series of shows in the United States. Okay, very good. Jim, Jim Ross was doing commentary for it. He accidentally called a team called the Tempura Boys, the Teriyaki Boys. Oh, no, that's, uh, that's, uh... People they had got that... very angry at him, but it was pretty funny. Tempura, I mean, that's kind of funny. That is funny, because Teriyaki Boys, do you know Teriyaki Boys? I don't. Oh, really? Is there an actual Teriyaki Boys thing? Okay, um, have you ever seen Tokyo Drift? Oh, I have. Do you know the song? Which song? Uh, like the uh, that weird uh, sort of that Tokyo. Hold on, uh, teriyaki. Just search for Tokyo Drift Teriyaki Boys and play it. You'll know. Okay, fine. Anybody at home listening, feel free to do this. Uh, it's boys with a Z, but I'm pretty sure oh. if you search either way. Oh, you way. don't say. Um, <laughs> it's a live demo here, folks. Live demo. Here we go. Listening. Oh, there's a commercial at the beginning. Uh, it's only a five-second one. Here we go. Oh. War for the Planet of the Apes. Okay. Oh, I, I kind of want to see Oh, that. yeah. No, I know the song. Took there exactly one and a half <laughs> seconds <laughs> yeah, for okay. me to recognize it. So those are the teriyaki boys. I'm guessing that's not what Jim Ross got confused, and he just thought of one Asian delicacy over another. I can't wait for uh, Jim Ross to have his own branded Jim Ross uh, teriyaki sauce. Or uh, or teri- teri- he probably has teriyaki beef jerky. Okay, I yeah, teri- yeah. JR's barbecue jerky. For anybody who doesn't know, Jim Ross, uh, longtime uh, wrestling announcer, uh, now uh, still does some announcing for non WWE stuff and uh, runs a. Is it a, a sauce? But what is the nature of his business? JR's Triple Threat Teriyaki Beef Jerky. Uh, no, his he he run. It's called J- Jim Ross's Family Barbecue. Okay, there you go. That's the family barbecue. Uh, 
Yeah, JR's triple threat teriyaki beef jerky. This one is like a diva, dot, 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 sweet. Oh, boy. It's granny and child-friendly with its sweet, succulent flavor highlighted by top-quality teriyaki. The triple threat teriyaki is mild but fantastically flavorful. This jerky is, all caps, custom-made and not mass-produced. JR's jerky is 97%, all caps again, fat-free, and it's a healthy snack while consuming, while coming in resealable two-ounce plastic bags. All right. There's also uh, Pepper Power Slam Beef Jerky. Okay. Are they all wrestling-related uh, names? Um, I, I, yes. Ma- main Event Mustard, which I've had and is really good. Uh, Chipotle Ketchup does not... I don't, I don't think that's a wrestling joke. Oh, that's the uh, Chipotle boys. Yeah. God damn it. Chipotle, oh, man. Chipotle boys is good. It's a good idea. They're in a feud right now with the uh, aioli twins. You can get a, you can get a spicy aioli. The, sp- the spicy spicy sriracha aioli. Uh, I've ru- I've run out of ideas. I'm done. I'm finished. <laughs> um, isn't there a race tomorrow too? Austria. Yeah. I have not. Uh, I haven't followed the last couple races for that, but I'll probably end up watching Austria. Did you not watch Baku? I didn't. Uh, I caught highlights and like oh, the very man, end. Oh man, that was a, I, I, that was a that was a good race. Ba- Baku was, was the race. one where everything exploded, right? Oh my god! Yeah, everything exploded. Um, and um, was that the one where Vettel was just slamming into other cars? Yeah, okay. yeah. So um, that seemed. So I yeah I woke up and I was like oh there's a race on let me let me let me turn it on and I how many laps is it like fifty something. Yeah. I woke up, and I'm like, well, it's probably half over because, you know, it's like an hour in. I don't know. It was like 10 o'clock when I woke up uh, or turned the race on. I'm like, oh, I'll catch the last half. I wake up. I turn it on. It's like uh, safety car, lap 15 out of 51. I'm like, oh, boy. Uh, yeah. And at that point, I think, uh, like, four cars were already um, basically did not fit. Uh, too banged up. At one point, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was another safety car later on, and uh, Lewis uh, Hamilton was uh, in first, and uh, Sebastian Vettel was in second. And um, it was uh, not the virtual safety car, it was the actual safety car, which Lewis had already complained about. He said, the safety car makes things worse. Just give us a virtual safety car and the speed limit, um, because it's it's too much like trying not to overtake them, and, you know, I have to drive... I have to drive faster, blah, blah, blah. He was, Lewis was complaining on the radio. I know this might come as a shock. Yeah. Um, so so he's already upset about this. At one point, they go around a curve, a turn, and uh, Lewis... Okay, dep- it depends on who you ask. Lewis would say that he was slowing down to negotiate the turn. Sebastian would probably say he didn't just slow down that much and was brake-checking him. Uh, so Vettel rear-ended Hamilton, uh, just a little tap, uh, and Hamilton pulls away. Uh, Vettel is annoyed that Hamilton seemingly, you know, just kind of, like, gave him the old, uh, you know, brake check. Sure. Uh, pulls out, goes, um, goes, <laughs> pulls alongside of him, and then just steers his car into Lewis's car. Just, just, it, it was a tire bump, right? I think? 
yeah, I, I, yeah, but like it wasn't like there, there was no attempt to over. It was just like let me get alongside of you and like you can like the cockpit view. He's just turning into Hamilton. It was pretty That's, crazy. Uh, you can't, yeah. you, can't pre- so then, you can't pretend that was anything else. No, no. Okay, so then, so the stewards are investigating things. Um, at one point, Lewis gets on the radio. <laughs> Uh, and just says, uh, Charlie, that was expletive deleted, and you know it. Um, hmm, I wonder what he could have been saying. Yeah, uh, so, <laughs> so they're, uh, so the stewards investigate, and they determine that Vettel must serve a, um, must serve, I think, a, um, a 10-second penalty. Uh, I forget if it was a drive through or a 10-second, it might have been a, 10 second like pit, sure. uh, pit penalty he had to pull in stop and then and then could leave so he had to serve that uh roughly simultaneously while he's uh serving this penalty um perhaps from the Vettel incident perhaps from uh something else um Hamilton the I I don't know the exact name for it but you know when the the driver sits in the cockpit and then they put that um the aerodynamic foam that kind of sits on top of their shoulders and seals them in sort of yeah like sure not like a big yeah so that part was coming loose on one side. Oh God! So his engineers are like, uh, Lewis, you, um, yeah, you've got to uh, try and you know uh, tamp the foam down. So Lewis is driving the car with one hand while he's reaching up with the other hand, trying to hold this foam into place, trying to secure it. Eventually, um, the stewards say, "Hey, that's a safety issue. Um, you have to address this." So they tell his uh, pit crew, who radios him, says, uh, "Lewis, you have to come in. Uh, you have to you have to pit uh, next lap so we can uh, tamp this foam down." So while Vettel is having just served his 10-second penalty, Lewis has to come into the pits. Oh my goodness! They have to bring out this new foam thing. They have to re- replace it, which wound up being like a, a, basically a wash. Um, they both lost about 10 seconds. Um, in all of this time, I believe this is when Ricardo um, overtook uh, and. Uh, uh, basically passed them both, uh, was in first. We later on went to win the race. Um, but those two were just, oh, it was incredible. Uh, both of them were so angry. Um, and then uh, Mr., um, Mr., Mr., what's his, uh, Mr. Stroll uh, was in second place. On Stroll. Uh, yeah, second place until the last, I don't know, uh, 14 feet of the race. Oh, God. Uh, when uh, it was uh, Ricardo, um, Stroll, uh, Botas. Um, and Lewis is telling, Lewis, with, like, ten laps left, uh, tells, um, uh, radios the team, and says, hey, uh, Vettel is, I can't remember who was in front, uh, I think Vettel might have come out in front of Hamilton, so, Hamilton radios the team and says, hey, um, can you tell, uh, uh, Valtteri, Valtteri Botas to back off? Uh, because Sebastian's giving me a, a heck of a time, so can you have him uh, sl- slow up uh, Vettel? And Mercedes radios back and says, nah, he's uh, he, he might have a chance to catch Stroll, so no. Wow. So, yeah, so Bodas, for the last, like, ten laps of the race, is basically, he, he's like, he, at one point he's 14 seconds behind, uh, but he's gaining, like, 1.2 seconds on Stroll's time every lap, so it's got to be close. Um, and it looks like they're coming down the, the final stretch. Stroll looks like he's going to take second place. Uh, and then Botas passes him for second with, like, ten feet left before the finish line. It was pretty great. Mm. Wow. You should watch that race. It was a yeah, good race. Yeah, I've got, I've got it on my DVR. I might, mm. was, that, was that the last one? Uh, it was the last one, yeah. I might, pretty sure. I might go watch that immediately after this. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I think they called it just the... It, it was just the, the Azer- Azerbaijan yeah, Grand, uh, a- Grand Prix. Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan Grand Prix, not the European Grand Prix. Uh, and I did not see any uh, thank you, Baku, well done, Baku signs. This ah. Did you see well, that? In that case, Instagram what's the account? point, even? Yeah. That uh, w- uh, Formula Awkward, or yes. whatever, the Instagram account, yes. they have great gifts. Uh, after Baku last year, did you see there was one gif? Uh, it was um, Botas was um, leaving the pit road, and I guess... I don't know. There, he ran something over. It was like a manhole cover or something, Great. and it like flipped, at, it like launched itself into the air um, as he drove oh, over. Oh yes, it. okay. And then as, as soon as it does, like the big LED sign above the pit line just changes. It's well done, Baku. Oh yes. Great. Uh I did. This has been your sports minute. Oh man, it's it's a shame that that Formula Awkward has not updated since December of last year. Yeah. yeah, he he was really it's a good. Crime. Um, yeah, let me. Uh, maybe I'm. I might. I might remember to put uh, put this into the. Uh, put the show notes. The, um, yeah, probably, you might. Maybe. You may. Yeah. Um. So what's going on? Have you have you been following? Uh, are we still talking about F one? Are we going to? Uh, we can talk about F one. So wh- what's up with Force India? They hate each other. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I think they hate each other. For, for, you mean the drivers? Yeah, yeah they're not. Um, they, they don't. They don't seem to be fans of each other. They hit each other twice at Baku. That's yeah. That's hmm. That's another. I, I don't know. <laughs> I I I think also at this point, since Force India is not doing nearly as well as I think they they were hoping. Uh, mm-hmm. Either of those individual drivers are now just desperate to get points, and if that means it's at the cost of the other driver, they don't fucking care. Yeah, great livery though. Uh yeah, yeah that that bubblegum pink livery. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Only only if they change it to millennial pink. Oh uh, yeah. M- wait, what's millennial? Ah, uh, it's it's some other pink. It's some pink that's called millennial pink, and people hate it millennial. based on the name. Millennial Pink. I'm, I'm googling it right Go now. Go ahead. It's an article here on Pop Crush. On what? Pop Crush. I don't know. It, this looks like Miley Cyrus. Potcrush.com. Pop, pop, pop crush. crush. Oh, I see Millennial Pink. Yeah, it's like a... Um, uh, yeah, you know the cover of Nicki Minaj's... Uh, what is it? Pink yes, Friday? I do. That album? That, that's Millennial mm. Pink. Done. Great. Perfect. Now everybody at home knows, You've too. You've done it. What else going on? Any weekend plans? Um, not really. Not in particular. No. I um, I do t- tangentially related to sports. Um, Here we go. I was I was at a wedding yesterday. I was at a wedding yesterday, All and right. uh, during a there was a live DJ and MC things like that, and um, while the crowd um or not the crowd while people went to sit down for their main course and they were playing some like. Some more low-key, not dance-along music. They played uh, "Lazy Mary," the Met Seventh Inning stretch theme song. Oh wow! Um, which I think I've only outside of actual seventh inning stretch games, uh, or se- outside of the actual seventh inning stretch during baseball games, I've only heard twice. That being one of them. <laughs> uh, the the other time when I was in an Italian restaurant, that um, it was actually very modern. Um, in terms of the the design and layout, like you wouldn't you wouldn't know it was an Italian restaurant from walking in, except that 
all the music they played was just like greatest hits Frank Sinatra and then Lazy Mary. Oh uh, yeah, great, great. It's it was fantastic. The Mets are terrible. No, they're they're turning things around now. Don't you know that? Eh, I guess. Did they they won yesterday, right? Yeah, they somehow they, they, basically every every base hit was a home run. That that's that's one way to win baseball games, I suppose. Yeah, for both teams, the Mets just I think I think Rivera had the go ahead um, RBI. Double. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, what else? Um, hockey. You want to talk about hockey? No. Okay. Nope. Never. Oh, right. uh, yeah, sure. Hockey's can't. What do we, what do we got? Um, what, what do you think of the, the Islanders' moves so far? Talk about I don't, the Islanders. I, what, what moves? They've done very little, and I think that's that's okay. Um, I think making a splat... They got Jordan Everly. This would have been a... They what? They traded for Jordan Everly. Oh, have we, that was so many weeks ago that I thought we talked about it. Have we discussed that? I don't that? think we have. No. That was a trade that I liked. Was a good. I I was surprised that it was a straight up trade. Um, if I'm the Edmonton, if I was a fan of the Edmonton Oilers, I'd be saying, "What are you doing?" But um, but yeah, I I, I think that that suits their needs a lot better. Um, and some other, you know, make, making their weird arrangements to get rid of uh, JF Baruby, or or make sure mm-hmm. that that is the only player that they lost in the expansion draft. Um, mm-hmm. Was also a smart move. And uh, excuse me. And uh, decidedly not making a splash in the free agent market was uh, definitely what they should have done, um, because they would have overpaid for someone that was not going like probably not going to yield great returns for that team. Uh, are there any moves you would like to see them make? This, uh, geez, at this point, <sighs> I mean. <clears throat> I, w- I would love for Matt Duchesne to be a New York Islander. I don't think it's feasible at this point. Like, whatever they would have uh-huh. to give up is going to be sacrificing too much. Um, uh-huh. And, yeah, it, it, it seems like the forward lines are, well, the forward lines are about as stacked as you're going to get, um, in which if you were swapping out any other forward for Matt Duchesne, you would also have to be giving something else up that is going to be too crucial to the Islanders, like not being a bad team. And right. they may very well continue to be a bad team again next year. Um, hmm. They they finished it in such a manner that like I think I think their finish this year was among the most frustrating. <laughs> in okay. which they finished like what was their draft pick overall? It was low. Uh, fifteen. Yeah, it was it was fifteen. It's just low enough that like you're gonna get some someone that whatever. <laughs> Um, like it, it wasn't good enough to get into the playoffs and it wasn't bad enough to get like a good pick. So, um, I, I think it was firmly middle of the Yeah. Group. So, so they may end up, it, it is almost exactly the median for the, actually it would be the median, I guess. Well, next year, next year, the median will be 31, uh, 16. I'm sorry with there being 31 teams, but, yes. um, yeah, I don't, I, I think they're finished. For the, um, I think they're finished for the summer. Um, they'll okay. they'll give some of their their prospects a chance to stay on the team. Uh, one Joshua mm-hmm. Hosang. Mm. Um, I'm excited to see um, the hope the host. I was gonna say the host show, but that sounds weird. Uh, Hosang show. You could you could say Joe Hoso. Okay. Yep. I'm excited for Joe Hoso. That works. Joe Hoso. 
Who, who needs... Joe Hoso? Came up with a poso, now we got Joe Hoso. Oh, Jesus. All right, end the podcast. That's All right, it. bye. We have to go now. No, no, we'll stay. We'll stay. We got another few minutes, right? Yeah, yeah, we got time. Um, we got some time. Uh, what do you want to see? Anything in, like... It it sounds ridiculous, but I just wanted the players last year to do better and win more games. <laughs> I liked the makeup of that team, but apparently not enough. Yeah, um, geez, what do I want to see this year? Um, yeah, like you, I think um, I would like to see uh, Matt DeShane, but I don't know that that's going to happen. Um, really, though, it, it's not strictly about Duchesne. Um, it's that Duchesne would be a great number two center, and that's what I really want to see uh, this team have. Because, like you said, the forward lines, if you do your top line, let's say you do uh, JT, Eberly, Lee. That's Oh, that'll be fun, fun to say. Yep. Uh, and then your 2C is probably going to be... I mean, Strom hasn't played center really Strom, since... Strom Am- is an oiler. He, he was a winger. Yeah. yeah. No, I know, but I'm saying he hadn't played center, so even if he was still on the team, oh. um, you know, it, 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 it was brought... You know, junior he played center, but he played winger in the NHL. So really, re- your centers for this team were JT, uh, Nelson sometimes, Grabowski... He not here. Um, Sezikis. Um, He's a great third line center. Yeah, who am I missing here though? Um, geez, I don't know. It's Barzell. Barzell, yeah, yeah. He he play he his preference is to play center. I think same for Beauvillier. So basically, your t- your second line is going to be Nelson. Um, or, or I guess jo- you know Josh Bailey. Right, yeah, he hasn't played center in a few years, but yeah, he, he can take a face-off. Um, yeah, it's just like, ah, yeah, Brock Nelson, second-line center. It, it's weird. Nelson is like, he had 20 goals last year, right? So it's like, ah, 20 goal score, that's pretty good. But uh, I feel like when Nelson is on the ice, he's not anybody's idea of, like, an offensive threat. And who knows, maybe, you know, it's like, maybe 20 goals from a guy you're not expecting, that's a good thing. But I feel like a lot of Nelson's goals were, like, you know, multi-goal games with an empty net goal or, yeah. like, kind of blowouts. Or, or in I, I particular, like, you you wonder if Brock Nelson could create a lot of great chance, like, if he had just chemistry with Andrew Ladd. Okay, great. Um, but I I would rather the Islanders' center line be so stacked that, um, that, that Nelson has to play third center or, or third line center and Zizekas has to play fourth line center. Not because right, I yeah. don't... And I think... If, if it comes down to it, those two are going to end up playing second and third line out of necessity, which is not great. <laughs> what if uh, what if Barzell makes a team? I put him probably third line center. I could uh, I could put him yeah hmm. Cause, yeah because second line I feel, I feel like you, Nelson I I, I don't think you're putting him on the team. It's to put him on give him third line time. Why not? Hmm. Hmm. Third line's fine. Yeah, I guess I guess third line is a decent amount of minutes. It's not. Yeah, third line's a decent amount of minutes, and it's not like you know, it's not like you're putting on your uh, on your grind line like your fourth yeah. line. I mean, you know, he's not gonna get. You know, assuming that the other team's top two pairings go up against your one and two lines, you know, he'll see a lot of like third pairing D guys, um, especially from a guy coming straight from junior. I feel like third line would be a decent assignment. So yeah, you do second line. Second line, you could do uh, Nelson, Hosang, and uh, Lad. And then your third line, let's say Barzel, Bailey, um, and Beauvillier, maybe? 
Sure. Um, and and then your fourth line, you got Kuhlman, Sezikis, and Clutterbuck. So you got your fourth line making uh, more money than any line except your second. Um, and um, yeah, it's a uh, yeah, great. great. Uh, what I would uh, like yeah, to great. see Whatever. is for uh, no. What I would like to see is for um, uh, Clutterbuck, Kuhlman. Well, Kuhlman, whatever. Clutterbuck and Sezikis, though. They weren't free agent signings. They were just signing extensions, and I, the, I, they, they make too much. It money. was not disparaging anybody their money. It, they make too much money. I, I am glad that those two people are making tons of money because I like them. Um, but it is happening at the, at the betterment of this team. Yeah, I think the GM was so, stupid to give them that much money, but he did. So, yeah, yeah. but yeah. So I don't know. Uh, what I would like to see is a solid. To see, um, free agency, you know, we're not going to find that, and uh, it's really up for trades. Deshane seemed like a good target, but you know, there's, I'm not going to rehash all the back and forth about oh, what Sackett wants, doesn't want. Um, at this point, like you said, it's looking less likely rather than more likely. So, yeah. What What if the New York Islanders were ended up being uh, legitimate dance partners to trade for Ilya Kovalchuk? Um. Yeah, I. He he signed back in Russia for a year though. He's not coming over. Uh here. no, he's not. Um but say this was two weeks ago. <laughs> oh. I mean he's not a center. No, I he's really not. want another left winger. We have uh I, I've got Andrews Lee, I've got Andrew Ladd. Where's Kovalchuk gonna fit? I in? no, yeah. I, I, I would not have I would not have wanted him to be on the team. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, next year and even next year, I mean like he's gonna be thirty five plus. Um I don't I don't know that there's really room for him on the team. He so, managed. Yeah, he yeah. managed to put up an exact. I, I read some long article about how the um, about how Ray Sherrill really had no choice. He was like, "Yeah, if uh, if there was a team that wanted to go with him and he had a deal in place, like we would have made it work." But that never happened. No one ever approached me with an offer, so he's walking. All right. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be back next year. He'll come in as a UFA or whatever. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Um, but. But in reading that, I saw that in the 816 games he played, he had exactly 816 points. Yep. Which, like, a career point-per-game guy, not bad. Who, yeah. Who, who knows what that would be now? You know, that's he, that's now four years removed. Um, and this year he would have played on a very bad New Jersey Devils. Um, yeah, I feel like maybe some people are hoping he comes back and he's like, Yager, right, came back from the KHL. He's like, ah, oh, rejuvenated me. I'm so much, I feel so good. Let me go score all the points as an old guy. Um, but I don't know. You're five, four years removed from playing NHL hockey, and you're 35. I don't know. Yeah, not not everyone can be Yaramir Yager. What what happened with him? Did he sign anywhere, or did he like once the once the uh, Panthers cut ties with him, he's just decided to? I think he's still UFA. I don't think that's he signed weird. Uh, I want to say the that's weird, like but in reality, it's not. Years old. Yeah. Like what do yeah. you? I'm yeah, I'm thinking about that year that Steve Steos was on the Islanders, where he came like he came to camp, and they were like, "Yeah, we'll give you a million dollars, sure." Yeah, we need a seventh D. Um, yeah. Would Would any team want that? I don't. Yarmie yeah, Yager or Steve Steos? Not Not Steve Steos. I think I, I think he works for the Oilers now. I think every bone in Steve Steos's body is broken <laughs> perpetually. Broke Steos. Yeah, Snap Steos. Mm. Well, 
time is it? It's ten fifty. I should probably. I ha- I have D and D to run in like two oh, hours. Oh, nice. So probably prep. How's that, that been going? Yeah. Um, good. Last week we had uh, it was me and one of our regular players. So I had to recruit another person to fill in as an NPC. Um, but I think we're gonna have a full deck this nice. week. Nice. Um, and I don't know. Maybe they'll all uh, die in a cave somewhere. Who knows? I don't. Uh, you just. Did I just, what, what's that? Uh, I was going to say something about, uh, do, do you direct, do you indirectly lead all of your parties into caves to die? Um, you can't do that. You did that with me, etc. V- various yeah. other things to, to make the point that I w- you definitely ran a campaign in which my, my party uh, died in a cave. So uh, this, this party um, um, explored that same cave after your party. I heard. Um, yeah, um, so they're actually um, pressing further into the cave. Um, so they're in a, I, I guess you could call it a different part of the same mm. cave. They haven't died yet, but, uh, you know, lots of I imagine they're way higher than, like, level three or four that we were when we when we went in there. I think they're level four. Oh, Maybe oh, three. Okay. Well, I hope they die horribly. <laughs> oh, great. I hope they All suffer right. the same mistakes. On that note, I'll see you next week. Later.